0: Hey gorgeous souls, welcome to the Soul Aligned Living podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you all. So go make yourself comfortable and settle in for some deep soul talk, high vibes and a good dose of laughter. So this is a sacred place that I've created where we're gonna be talking about all things related to feminine leadership, spiritual entrepreneurship, money, energetics, and soul purpose. My name's Alera Dawn and I'm a coach for feminine spiritual entrepreneurs who desire to expand to the next level of freedom, wealth, joy, and pleasure. I help women take back their power, rewrite their stories, and create soul-aligned lives and businesses. You can come and join me in the Awakened Feminine Soulpreneur group on Facebook that's free and I'd love to welcome you there. Or you can connect with me on Instagram, which is Alara. You can also check out all the regular free powerful energetic activations and courses on my site, www.purelight1111.com. So let's get started with today's episode.
1: Hi, Caroline.
2: Hi.
1: (laughs) Hey, everybody. So I'm super excited to introduce Caroline Gaskin, and she is the UK leading homeopath health and wellness coach, and she is specializing in hormonal health, which is around everything to do with that. So fertility, menopause. Um, She also looks at allergies and interestingly, flower essences, which brought up some really interesting uh, downloads in our, our conversation a moment ago. So, to give you a little bit of background, um, those of you in the groups know that I've been down another rabbit hole of womb healing. So, going deep into ancestral imprints, inferences, and how really the templates of what it means to be a woman are cycles, um, mother template, um, really is plugged into a lot of old patriarchal heaviness. And as I was kind of going through, I found a book called uh, Meg's Menopause by um Meg Matthews and within this I found Caroline and I literally same day reached out to her on LinkedIn uh she then let me know there was a menopause no it was a hormone balancing workshop so within two hours I was on that workshop gathering loads of information and I just thought this would be an amazing opportunity to invite her on the podcast because she is somebody that you know, I highly recommend that this would be someone to connect in with. She has a wealth of experience and loads of extra tools in the toolkit that I feel could really, really benefit my listeners. Um, so, yeah, intro- hand over to Caroline. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much and and actually your message came through to me on a day when I was thinking is LinkedIn worth it?
1: <laughs> there you go it is.
2: <laughs> it totally is and you and you said and I didn't realise you'd come through reading Meg's book it's called The New Hot and the subtitle is Taking on the Menopause with Attitude and Style and I, I know Meg very well and um, she 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 came to see me and we we got on really well and we we often go for walks together, walks and talks. She's she's now living down in Cornwall. Um, But she invited me to talk at her menopause conference in 2019. And um, it which was a great honor, Um, but I was kind of I wasn't exactly doing the graveyard shift, but I was afternoon speaker because an awful lot of the speakers are medically trained doctors and as homeopaths, just as quick aside, we can be medically trained doctors and go into homeopathy. But if you see a lay homeopath like me, I will have had thousands and thousands of hours worth of training, whereas GPs can sort of add on a little bit of homeopathy to their practice, which is very is quite different. Um, but that's not to say it's not a great place to go. It's just that a lay homeopath has come from a long tradition of, of homeopathy and training. And um, so so I got up to speak about menopause and my my um promises to come from really that that talk and and a lot of my workshops and the balancing your hormones one that you came to are are really about giving women very simple tools to begin to make change in their cycle to observe the benefits of doing something a as simple n- as brushing your skin with a dry natural bristle brush before you shower every day showering you normally and then following with a cold shower and using some, some the magnesium spray oil, that, you know, those three actions alone, skin brushing, dry skin brushing, cold shower, after your hot shower, your lovely hot shower, and it does take a little bit of getting used to. <laughs> and then and then using some, some magnesium spray oil on your skin, those three actions can have a massive impact on your cycle. And while I love my homeopathy and my flower essences, and I see the amazing work that they do, unless we put in place you know, self-care that has, has, um, you know, a result that we can see It's like it becomes accountable in our life and we, we don't stop. Um, And we keep going with practices like that, then we see, you know, long-term benefits.
1: Definitely. And I think also one of the things many of my listeners will have gone through some level of um, spiritual awakening where their sensitivities have grown. So they've become kind of very aware of, almost like either their own energy or others so it's like part of what you've just shared is actually part of what I suggest my clients do to kind of clear their energy so you might do a sage you might have a shower but then add some Epsom salt bath or an Epsom salt shower or something and it's like a reset but as it you're really, saying yeah. going, going deeper mm-hmm. it does actually help the and support the liver, because the liver is kind of there processing hormones and doing this massive job for us before menopause and throughout our lives. It's almost like we need to know these things before the, these milestones happen. And if they're incorporated kind of early on, if we're taught them yeah. and then we pass this down, um, we can really probably move through these periods in life without feeling like we're being derailed.
2: Absolutely. I mean, be, being derailed is a massive in, in, interruption to your flow. And, and, and when we talk about skin brushing at a spiritual level, really what you're doing is you're, you're clearing, not just all that kind of interstitial fluid that's carrying debris from the cells back to the lymph ducts above the heart. And then that gets sent into the bloodstream and processed by the liver. If you do skin brushing, you're going to be initiating that clearing. So it's a little bit like if you want to take it into the spiritual realm, You know, we can see skin brushing as akin to using the shaman's feather to kind Mm -hmm. of clear things spiritually. We're doing that every time we brush our skin in the morning. And and yes, when you skin brush, you are going to be stimulating um, leptin, which is a hormone which will help with maintaining a good weight balance for you. You know, so there's lots of things that we, we often talk about these practices physically, but we don't talk about the emotional value. Um, and actually the spiritual value of that so a ritual that you perform every day can become a way in which you protect yourself against outside influences which are negative and ultimately derail you you know and it's somebody once said to me um years and years ago um, but I've always practiced yoga for a long long time yoga's been part of my practice and I met this this guy through through yoga classes and he said to me how do you how do you maintain your integrity if you like with your practice with loads of people coming in and asking you for advice and information and support you know how do you not give away all your power basically in that situation and I said well it is it is ritual it is practice it is having things in place in your life that you know um, mean that you don't get derailed at the end of the day
1: yeah I think that's for me it was my baptism of fire was being on a busy sales and trading floor with loads of testosterone and fear and everything. <laughs> and, you know, people that were all operating through different various consciousness and their own stuff and being so sensitive as an empath or a highly sensitive psychic that I was picking up on it all. So, you know, I had a toolkit that I created where I could pop up to the lose six minute reset, clear my field and then go into the next meeting. And I would not be bringing in all of the debris of everybody else's emotional stuff with me so it was like a as you say like it's almost like setting boundaries really clearing it and setting new boundaries and I think this is you know there's many ways of us can we can do it and I used to also go to the gym at lunchtime and I would bring my brush my little brush and I would have an Epsom salt uh, shower gel just so that I could do a little reset at lunchtime so I found different ways throughout the busy day to incorporate that kind of as you say the ritual which was for me this was a really important thing for self-care and self-love because otherwise it would affect every other part of my perception of my experience as well because you know when we've got other people's energy we often our thoughts go a bit haywire as
2: well so absolutely so it's like that coming back to self that you know maintaining integrity in difficult times and and you've you've just reminded me of we talked about flower essences earlier we could be using something like a flower essence spray Um, to ground us or rubbing it on pulse points to to take us through, you know, maybe we're in a meeting with challenging people and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take something for my confidence, or it might be that we're in a meeting which is going on for hours and we need to take something for our concentration, you know, so we could be using devices like that um, in an intelligent way. And another thing that I kind of often talk about was a couple of things really is um, in Japanese culture, they have the the um, practice of having what's called a tokonoma So it's an item which represents so much more. So you have something in your house that you focus on, perhaps it's it's near the front door often, so that when you come into the house and, and when you leave the house, that is something that you, it represents so much more to you. So you're like, oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I take with me, if you like, as the day goes on. And they may carry something. And these are like really small, valuable objects, obviously crystals like, like a talisman this. talisman so, or something. Ta- yeah, and that's called a netsuki. So they have, a, again, small thing that you carry in your pocket, usually attached to a piece of string that you might hold or connect to. And just to remind yourself of the purpose for the day, a little bit like going into a yoga class and, you know, it's like, what's, let's set my intention for practice. How can I maintain my integrity and keep close to my intention for the day? And I find that rituals like that, you know, like skin brushings, showering, whatever, do so much more really for us. And and then at the end of the week, something that I'm really trying to cultivate a lot more of myself is, is really is working with gratitude. I kind of, I started to keep a gratitude journal and I was just like, this is so boring writing down things that I'm (laughs) grateful for today. I'm sorry, that really isn't working for me. But actually to get to the end of the week and look at where where I've learned, you know, who I've interacted with and actually what I am very grateful for in the world. You know, and and it's sometimes it's something that you can't quite put your finger on, you know, and it's like the quality that you and I have been talking about you know before before we came in here is the quality of the work that we're engaged with, in and with and you know how could you possibly put most of that into words but there's a certain moment with a client um, or with a group of people where you're like aha we've got it it's embedded and it's that feeling that we can take with us if we have that little Netsuki or Tokonoma that think oh yeah that's what this is about you know it can be really helpful
1: you could almost like connect with and there's For some of you may have seen this I think it might have been the first podcast I did which was called um what is your why Mm -hmm. so regardless of all the distractions all the storylines all the whatever we get involved in when we come back to our why it literally is going to knock the walls down it literally will propel you forward it will make you dig yourself out of that hole it will make you appreciate when you get to the top of the mountain it's like all of it And maybe holding that energy and intention whilst holding a a little precious stone or or something, you could charge it with that intention. So especially for people that are in their nine to five, they've just been through two years of lockdown and now suddenly they've got to commute and go back to an office and do a job they hate with all these people that are projecting all their energy and they're like, what? You know, I wasn't born to be in front of this computer playing with Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) This would be really important in that transition phase to really anchor in your why, you know, and anchor in you didn't come here just for suffering. And this is a transformative and transitional phase. And, you know, although you might hate your job, it is an angel investor. And if you kind of see it as your angel investor in your future life, timeline, or business, you've got hope there. You know, there's light. This now moment is not forever. Um, and yeah, clearing your energy and coming back to that why is, I think, really powerful, especially when we've, you know, there will be a period when people are shifting their consciousness that it can feel like very intense layer upon layer. I'm still healing. I'm still healing. And we talked about fracturing earlier, didn't we? The, especially the women that are calling back all parts of themselves, um, whether it's from old experiences or really what society has projected them to be. Um You know whether it 's reclaiming your sensuality, your connection to your body, or you know how your body's meant to look there's there's a an element there that that period can feel very like you 're lost there's no guidelines there's no limit, yeah. no end um but it is part of our soul's evolution really um and I think all these little tools are really powerful for um Reminding us that this is a journey we have kind of signed up for, and there is a a period of letting go of the old. And you, we mentioned, didn't we? Was it Jacaranda? Was the yeah,
2: Jacaranda, yes. So, I was, I wanted to pick up on that that when you said about what is your why, because I think when you first go into, you know, when you're first asked that question you know like we're not taught that at school are we we don't right. <laughs> don't go into year five you know year six or age six or five or six and go into school and it's like why are you here what are you doing nobody ever kind of asks you that at that age so so there you are whatever age in your life it is you come into this space and someone says right you know what is your why why are you here what you're doing and I think that can immediately bring up a lot of of um doubt in people it can bring up a lot of of lack of self-worth it's like I don't know what my why is I don't know why I'm here I just know that I am here And I think that that at that point, you know, that makes me want to kind of support someone with something like flower essences where we can. So maybe like Jacaranda brings your thoughts together so that you're in a place where you can begin to collect the pieces. Mm. We can feel fragmented about, you know, my I have a background in um, fine art textiles. So I was at Goldsmiths um, at university when I was younger. And, you know, I remember, but I remember my work, you know, I remember, I remember standing up in front of, um, we had to, we had to show our work and um, the tutors would then grill us about what our work was about. And they said, you know, your work shows a lot of fracturing, you know, there's a lot of fractured stuff in there. You know, I didn't know at that point in my life that that actually there was a lot of scattered stuff that I was quite fractured. Um, And I... But I saw that there was a lot of that in, in women's lives, in women, you know, women artists, women's manifestation is often is often I've got this time now to do it. And between um, babies asleep or whatever it is, or or maybe my guy doesn't need my attention, you know, so women's lives very can be very scattered. So Jacaranda brings us back into ourselves, you know, centered, grounding, beginning to connect with you know, what it is that we love doing, for instance, you know, so I, I do an exercise in my workshops, which is about, it's kind of about boundaries. But it's also, um, I call it what is your medicine, where you write down the things that you like doing, and the things that are important for you to have in your life. And when you look at all those things, there's often a lot of things that, that are very connected, you know, fresh air, time with friends, you know, when you see what is of value in your life, you begin to then formulate your why and what it is that you can bring it. But I think that question can have us really at sea and tap into a lack of self-worth. And so there are a lot of when we're talking about the flower essences, a lot of the yellow flowers are about self-worth not surprisingly the third chakra the manifestation of the self as we are seen in the world you know our occupation our work our life's purpose is all third chakra level stuff and so the yellow flowers there we're talking in the spring in 2022 so there's lots of yellow flowers out at the moment in hedgerows in the woods in the fields you know and connecting into the yellow element Um, can really help with finding your self-worth you know so so when I do meditation sessions it's like we might shine a yellow light into that area as well so that we fill that area with golden light you know And in homeopathy we make remedies out of all sorts of elements and the remedy that's made out of aurum gold is all about self-worth you know and if we totally lack why we're here self-worth that takes us to a very bleak place so the yellow flowers allow that sunshine back in the remedy aurum brings that kind of golden element back into our lives where we see what our worth and value is
1: and i'm just thinking as we're talking there something to context is that we do need to recognise we have been kind of indoctrinated in a mm-hmm. society that's patriarchy. So it's not like you missed the memo. You did. You missed that day at school where everybody got to figure out what their why was and we've been conditioned and our kind of ancestors didn't have the level of personal autonomy that we have now and we're being asked and called to step into. We are relearning whilst unlearning, whilst reparenting ourselves. So, you know... Just even the knowing that there is a level of contrast and discomfort in where I am now gives me a clue in my heart that there must be something else for me so rather than judging ourselves which is this kind of like separation thing again mm-hmm. you know get the stick out and start beating yourself which is what you know women have kind of been taught to do to themselves mm-hmm. it's like how can I free myself from that and as you say leading into the doing the things that actually bring me joy pleasure the things we've become from, mm-hmm. actually lead you more to your soul guidance and and lead you to your purpose is Definitely. when we start leaning into the stuff that feels good which is going against everything society teaches us which is to wire into the lack into the comparison into the, the separation yeah. uh, so and interesting is isn't it yeah mm-hmm. is there anything for judgment because I'm just thinking that yeah totally whatever... when, you were, when you were talking <laughs> about
2: so the yellow flowers are also they're about um they're about if you're feeling isolated if you're feeling separate from if you're feeling judged or if you are somebody who finds yourself in a place of judgment you know I don't do that those people do um that woman does I don't do that I mean this is mm-hmm. our society is very wired to to place us into you know and to, that can be place.
1: ancestral as well so I had Definitely. a lot of that stuff dark sisterhood stuff with my mum yeah. and my sister so if you've grown up with lineages of like Uh, narcissistic mothers you often find by the time it's teenagers you're the enemy so there's all that kind of stuff so you know it's held with us and we may also just be reenacting some of that as well so it's like rather than a
2: couple of things yes a couple of things around that I want to say so the yellow flowers so so the thing about about being isolated taking yourself outside of something allows you to see as you were saying earlier it allows you to see the the good and evil in front of you and to make a decision about that and that can then be quite difficult for you because you're having to say to people perhaps a loved ones for you you know actually this path is not for me so there's something about often we have to disconnect to reconnect mm-hmm. when we're feeling in that disconnected place i find you know flower essences homeopathic remedies can help us plug in in a way which is more healthy for us so so that comes up um the other the other thing about isolation is um we see where we do that in society, where we, you know, we see where where beings, being, you know, we send someone to Coventry, we, we, people might choose to disconnect, they might choose to be celibate, they might choose to go into a religious order, because the world feels too much to cope with, that, that there's a lot of overwhelm. And to come back to the purple flowers, it seems like jacaranda, angel sword, um, What's it was one of the hysteria. other ones we talked about? Wisteria. Is, yeah. Yeah, is plugging back into something which is um, healthier, connected, more feminine. And then the other thing about being more feminine, if we're going to bring it back to the hormonal conversation, is, is that estrogen is a hormone which is dominant during the first part of our menstrual cycle. And progesterone is what kicks in in the second part of our menstrual cycle and is what holds the pregnancy. So progesterone is something that is initiated in a very strong way a few weeks into the pregnancy to hold the pregnancy and, and see that pregnancy through. So to me, it's the ultimate mothering hormone. And in some ways, is is can be the complete opposite to estrogen. Estrogen is all about um, meeting the male, <laughs> sowing the seed, fertilizing the seed. And then the mothering hormone takes over to, to nurture that. Um, we live in a very estrogen dominant society because of things like xenoestrogens chemicals in our environment pesticides uh, chemicals leached from plastics things that take us into a more estrogen state or it might be the water isn't it exactly or we might eat yeah Yeah. exactly so that comes through in the water but it's also um, it comes through in the food line because if we're eating animals that have Have lots of synthetic hormones. Yeah. It's going to make us estrogen dominant. So, what I'm saying through all of that is that makes us unnecessarily competitive as women because it makes us compete against others because the estrogen state is to make us um, big enough to be fertile, plump enough to be fertile, but also attractive enough to be fertile. Mm -hmm. And there has to be an element of competition about that. So, there's a lot. That has happened in the twentieth and twenty-first century to make us estrogen dominant and basically not such nice people. Completely. You know, so we so that dealing with judgment, you know, in oneself or judgment of others or feeling judged by others, is accentuated because of us being in an estrogen dominant society.
1: Which is so deep. powerful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, completely, and I mean, I'm always yeah. sharing about. Um, do, I've got like a special water machine. We talked about that. Didn't we? So oh like yeah, yeah. machine. Yeah. Mine strips everything out. Then I have to add the minerals back in.
2: Um, oh, which which one do you use? Oh, I have
1: to. I have to find the name of it. It's. There's, I got it from Europe, and it's got three big canisters and a front. And is back. it burn
2: key? Is it silver?
1: No, it's white, and then it's got a blue button on it.
2: Yeah, I don't. Like, there's I can't so what many. It's, it's, it's massive. It takes. Yeah. Water filtration filter. is such a huge conversation because, you know, for those of you listening, if you if you don't filter your water, get something as simple as a Fox water filter, PHOX, that you could put on the counter. Um, and, and it has a recyclable filter in it, which is quite unusual, things like brita filter stone. but it does a better job than brita filter. Um, uh, but what you're looking to do is to get is to get chlorine and fluoride out of your water. And then if you can get a more comprehensive filter that takes other chemicals and pesticide residues, et cetera out of the water, then great and they are available. Um, and then you need to, as um Hilaria's just saying, to, to maybe remineralize your water you know, so, so water is a source that, you know, should bounce down the mountains and gather minerals as it goes. Um, But we don't really drink that kind of water anymore. So we have to try and enliven and enrich our water. Or it might be that we use something like, um I, I use a product called ionic elements, which is full of electrolytes and minerals so that so that we take in adequate minerals, because if we're if we don't have adequate minerals, then we don't feel very grounded. You know, minerals come from the earth. Yes. And if you're feeling disconnected, unearthed, you know, ungrounded, it's not just flower essences that need to get us back in. We also need to look at our mineral wealth. And
1: I think that's, um so with the water, I always say to people, with the type of work I do, um, it's almost like bringing through high-powered battery. You know, you use lots mm. of minerals, elements, um, electrolytes and everything so i always recommend them to have like green juices and electrolytes in their water at least two and a half liters afterwards because then they integrate it really quickly um and i think adding the kind of flower essences almost mad like getting in tune with those elements again it connects us back to nature you know you are nature we are all of the elements within us therefore they have the potential to heal us and support us through these different like transitions and we were talking um, obviously about the, the womb healing stuff that I'm going kind of back into and around ancestral imprints and things like that in the womb which you know the, the rites of passage whether it be you know starting your period or menopause what I'm seeing is that people are getting more intense experiences I certainly did when I started my periods and then had the endometriosis diagnosis once I'd actually done the ancestral clearing, that diagnosis, I'd healed it. Mm. So again, nice. it makes us look at, you know, menopause experiences. If we did the womb healing ancestral work, we could probably actually look at this in a holistic way, i.e., you know, the energetics, the soul level, and have a an easier ride, you know. And that Absolutely. includes like some of the the tools that you're mentioning, like the the homeopathic stuff, along with the liver cleanses, and not just a... And I say this a lot is that you know your your soul healing work is not a one stop meditation you do in an hour, you know, just as you're you're eating and all the rest of it, your liver needs cleansing more than once you know um definitely twice a year ideally. Thing. it's a growing <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. rather than a you know that's it done once um.
2: And on the other yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it's like, I mean, liver cleanse to me, I, I generally do um, a, a good 10 day cleanse a couple of times a year with superfoods. So I think my one of the things I say about about cleansing, you know, that often people say oh, I'm on a detox and I'm like, oh, great. What are you doing? You know, thinking they're going to be using some uh, great superfoods. And, um, and they're like, I'll just stop drinking. And I'm like, OK, so that's going to be <laughs> helpful. It's a bit of a rest, but it's not actually... A, a detox and a cleanse and then actually letting go of of things you know so we started out with skin brushing or the shaman's feather all of these things are going to be shifting something for us mm. you know we're actively doing something to shift and and we can do the same with you know with foods with superfoods um and do that a couple of times a year it's a bit like an mot i mean you wouldn't drive your car forever you you go and give it an mot once a year yeah. and you put new oil in it you know every so often these are these are um these and things that we know, we just forget that about about our bodies. And um, you know, this time of year is an ideal time of year to do a cleanse because the sap's rising in the trees, the energy's rising in nature, and we're throwing off, you know, the the kind of cloaks and blankets of winter. And that includes a bit of extra weight, you know. So it's nice yeah. to do a cleanse at this time of year because everything's aligned for you to let go. You know, everything's aligned for you to open open the, the lungs breathe more deeply, sigh, let go of, of, of sort of winter, winter weeds, if you like. Um, and, you know, I think that, that we can do that on lots and lots of levels. You know, so, so the second time I did, there's a particular cleanse I work with, and the second time I did it, I started um, recycling paperwork and, and throwing out paperwork yeah, we before, before i even did the cleanse <laughs> it was like i was preparing the way you know so so i think it, it's a yeah it's a fascinating journey cleansing
0: <laughs> and i think it's also get
1: maybe from my perspective i mean i guess for many because we're now we're working at home our environment around us we're spending more time around potential household chemicals around dust You know, if Mm -hmm. there's mess outside in the chaos of our rooms, you know, as within, so without, we need to kind of look at, you know, keeping on top of all of those things, just as it feels really weird to try and work in a messy room. Our body is obviously probably feeling a bit the same after six months of just stress, life, living, um, without doing some of these things. So it's like, if we can incorporate them maybe more regularly, um it doesn't get as backed up like I I kind of share with people that you're not you know if I go and do a deep like one of my one-to-one sonic soul prescriptions it's like a a a trash can that's never been taken out for hundreds of lifetimes not like what you've just done in the past year or this this relationship that you've just come across or you know come out of it's Mm. not ever just about what's just happened um so we're kind of learning to take the trash out but then recognize that we're going to need to top that as well yeah
2: yeah and I think I think also um you know it it's it's uh with with um cleansing and um and thinking about it on a on a regular basis it's then there are signs that we might need to do these things you know so so we we're good at recognizing I think when we need to do something, we might talk about it. You know, we might talk about, oh, I, I, I wanna do this in my life or whatever. Um, but it's good to know what the signs are if we're looking back at periods. You know, why, why would I need to do a cleanse? What, what might be pointing me to that? And when we look at most of the premenstrual syn- syndrome stuff, so that might be anger, irritability, um, uh, headaches, uh, bloating, Um, feeling congested, you know, I wish my period would actually start all of those are signs that the liver is struggling a little bit, you know, and the liver is our key organ for cleansing, processing, detoxing, letting go. Um, When I say processing, it will be if throughout the cycle you know hormones come and go and it's the liver's role to break down those um and and excrete them so if any of that is kind of like not in flow we're go- we're going to end up with a headache or we're going to feel angry and irritable and it might be that There are other factors that contribute to that. And it might be that there's there's congestion at work, you know, that the the Mm. boss is demanding a lot of you. or You've got a lot on your plate or you're resisting something or you're resentful about something at work. All of those contribute to the liver needing a bit of a letting go. But I think what happens with female hormones is they're generally produced in the ovaries and the womb um and that area of the body belongs to a different meridian if you like in Chinese medicine a different energy path and that is kidneys um adrenals ovaries and in men testes and that area of us can tend to get depleted sort of worn out with trying if you like so those areas of the body we need to restore more so sometimes It's about bringing into balance, you know, restoring something, those areas of the body and letting go in the liver um, and letting go in another area of the body. So it's, you know, again, if somebody was suffering from things like brain fog, I mean, that seems to be such a kind of buzz at the moment in people of all ages. Actually, memory loss um, and brain fog is also the domain of the liver. You know, so it might be that liver cleansing. You know, people do a cleanse with me and they're like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm focusing so much better. I'm able to concentrate. I'm able to make a plan. You know, when you when your mind's freer, you can see into the future about what you'd like to do. Or you can look into the past and remember what it was that was good and decide to have more of it. So so, um, yeah, brain fog is is something that I really like to work with. Again, a few flower essences that can help but ultimately we might need to sort of have a good clear (laughs) out.
1: yeah and you do um one-to-one sessions and you've got workshops and I'm just thinking for the listeners that you know this is resonated and you've perhaps even if you're deciding to come off the pill which was something yeah I did a liver cleanse I did a parasite cleanse I did acupuncture and it's really been since doing that that I've then continued and as I've gone more into my energy work realized if you're an energy healer a therapist a coach people working basically you do need to be doing these things just because you're going to be probably taking on more things energetically um where can they kind of find you and how could you potentially work with them because I think that you'd be great to support them yeah there's a few
0: there's
2: a few places places. I mean if just for sort of Information off the cuff. I mean, I've got a YouTube channel with various bits and pieces on it. Um, I have a couple of Facebook groups: ones for cleansing, ones for managing menopause naturally. I do courses and workshops, which are available through my website. And you know, things like the the balancing hormone one I've just done that that will go up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I do, you know, i also do workshops for things like homeopathy for babies and toddlers. You know, it's like just things that. Interest me and things that my audience wants will be there. So, I've you know, I also do some courses and workshops for homeopaths. So, there's there's some kind of um, yeah, deep stuff there. <laughs>
1: but you do stuff with pets as well. I've probably got some intuitive Oh yeah, that's work with animals as well, like the animal, yeah, whisperers. Um, and I yeah, actually, did, and my cat yeah. recently had an allergic reaction to frontline and yes. um, she was given. The
2: homeopathic stuff by my vet actually yeah. not her. Yeah, so so me and a friend I met um, Claire Grisson at the beginning of 2021 at a business networking meeting actually, and um, we immediately got talking about a remedy that I'd given to my ag- mutual friend's um, dog, and the dog had been fitting. And I gave the recommended. It's not allowed to give remedies to animals unless you're a vet, but I recommended her owner gave her a remedy called silica and um, she the dog like really like, massively reduced her fitting and um, so Claire and I got chatting and within minutes we cooked up the natural health pet summit which was we did in March this year and it was just great fun we interviewed various people and um, th- people like Vince the vet and uh, the Rainforester, and we had a as James from the hive honey shop on we just had all these different people talking about different aspects of animal husbandry or or um, animal you know because pets get given um, pets just get given advice either from the vet which is big pharmaceuticals most of the time or you walk into the pet shop and you get given advice by the person in the pet shop who's been you know the latest salesperson's come around and said this is what to sell you know and it's just was really shocking to me to learn that you know when you get these pet products um like the some of the dried foods that they are so de, you know, de, denatured that they have to put back in all these vitamins and minerals. Just thought this is insane. Yeah. You know, the so, so sort of raw food, you know, there's sort of, we learned so much of that. It was really interesting. Um, and we, we're going to do it again next year. But yeah, animals, wonderful to work with. And I was just thinking about the, you know, the boundaries conversation we were talking about doing that. What is your medicine? You know, when, when you were talking about it earlier, um afterwards I was thinking you know if somebody said to me I put animals in in there as you know I love having animals in my life then our conversation would be well how do you get more of that into your life because when you've got more of that in your life you're going to feel like your life has more value
1: Mm. and I think also animals have been like little angels for most of us and you know the for some people emotional support they've been like their everything especially through lockdown and one of the things that I have provided in some of my online programs is that the pets get their energy cleared as well because
2: cats are like transmuters
1: they take on the energy of the room but dogs take on their owners illnesses often you know they're that empathetic they're that unconditionally loving that they absorb know, quite serious illnesses so we do need to consider that you know we are going through all these changes and you know the little fluffy is taking on some of that for us and you know we need to keep our spaces clear for them as well in the house um energetically Um, but this is just us expanding out you know past the viewpoint that you know the dog's here to serve us on some level it's that old mentality it's like no this is another being in our home and they have
2: an, an energetic need as we do I guess really totally I think you know I find that a lot of the kind of ownership conversation around pets and animals again plays straight into patriarchy that Completely. it's I own this creature and this creature will obey my laws in order to be here in my space and then we you know because we put them in a box but they're just not really designed to do so so I think that um Yeah, there's a lot that we need to look at generally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where we're here. We're here to have taboo conversations, to stir the pot and to get people to go, wait a minute, you know, what we've been doing is not what we need to be carrying forwards and we need to get together and innovate and, you know, download new ideas and systems and be the change, really.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Be the change you want to see in the world.
1: Completely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm really delighted to have connected with you only a few days ago as well. And, Likewise. Um, yeah, I feel that, you know, anyone that is listening, um, I will be adding um, all of Caroline's details into the the blurb so you can reach out to her and check out all her materials. And, um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening today, gorgeous souls. And if you're enjoying the Soul Line Living podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would give it a review. That would be absolutely amazing. Thank you to you all and look forward to sharing the next episode with you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.